0: One of the people that I watch and follow on Twitter is Russell Brand. I've been watching his character arc over the last several years. And while I didn't know much about him as a comedian or in his past or as an actor, he has become more and more popular as he speaks about healthcare, environment, green, whether it's legit or not, politics, etc. And he's kind of become a surprise voice moving, you might say, more and more to the right. And I know he's extremely controversial, especially in the last year, but he caught my attention a couple days ago, and he released a video on Twitter on why he is now wearing a crucifix and why he is now reading the Bible. And his comments are not just sort of generically Christian. They're very Catholic. So I'm going to run that video today and do some commentary, and we'll talk about it. And then I'm also going to share some things from his life, from his youth, and apply it towards how we can share the Catholic faith, how we can share the true gospel with other people. And here it is. Here is Russell Brand. And here we go.
1: The reason I wear a cross is because Christianity, and in particular, the figure of Christ, are, it seems to me, inevitably becoming more important as I become more familiar with suffering, purpose, self, and not self. Reading the Bible a lot more, and as I've told you before, I'm reading... Rick Warren's purpose-driven life. When I grew up, Christianity seemed like it was either really irrelevant and old-fashioned and sort of dusty and sort of (laughs) incense and sort (laughs) of or they tried to modernize it and it seems just like Right, okay, we're going to talk about Jesus. And like both of those roots seem like, well, I don't know if there's anything for me. And I suppose it takes a certain amount of adulthood and it might be different for all of us. For me, it seems that it's taken quite a lot to recognise that you need, I need, a personal relationship with God. It occurred to me that if instead of always talking to myself inwardly, I could replace one of those voices with an indwelling God. It says in Galatians, it is our job to die so that as Christ died on the cross, he might be reborn in us. I'm very interested to hear what you think, because for me, my heart is open. Let me know what you think in the comments and chat. Remember, you can join us on Locals as a member of our community. There's a link in the description that will take you right there so you can support our ongoing work. Stay free.
0: All right, there it is. So, you know, it's interesting, as I said in the intro here, it's Catholic. Twice he does the kind of mocking. You know, sort of Monty Python, Anno Domini. What's interesting about that, now, if you're a traditional Catholic, you go to traditional Latin Mass, although the words are wrong, he's saying Anno Domini, which is the year of our Lord, A.D., it's kind of silly. It's probably the very little Latin that anyone knows in the world. That tone, Anno Domini, where is that from? Put it in the comments right now. Put it in the live chat if you know it. That is, my ear tells me that is one of the more common tones. chants, for the Kyrie Lection. Kyrie. Recognize it. So it's interesting. Either he just lucked out and he got a tone that's very common in the traditional Latin Mass, the Kyrie Lection. I don't know. I don't know where he got it. I don't think Monty Python uses that tone. Um, so I don't know. So it's interesting to me that he's already sort of imbibed or learned a tone. Is is Russell Brand maybe going to traditional Latin Mass? I don't know. I looked up his bio to see if he was raised Catholic or had any Catholic background. He doesn't. He doesn't. But in this video, he has that chant tone that he gets right. He's wearing a cross, and he shows it. It's not just a cross like a Protestant would wear. It is definitely more like a crucifix. Now this isn't a crucifix that I'd be down with sort of kind of a Gumby looking crucifix, but it does have the shape of Christ on it. It does have the corpus. So that's leaning towards Catholicism. And then he talks about how there's kind of two forms of Christianity that he doesn't relate to or did not relate to as a young man. one is the old dusty incense and he makes the swinging, uh, motion here and he again does his oh no domoni maybe we should watch that part again and then he kind of talks about more of a novus ordo thing so here is Russell Brand talking about the yeah here we go the two different forms of it
1: where's Eva uh, really irrelevant and old fashioned and sort of dusty and sort of incense and so
0: irre- irrelevant Old fashioned dusty incense. Okay.
1: Or they try to modernize it and it seems just like, Mike, okay, we're going to talk about Jesus.
0: Okay, so I love that part right there because as you know, here on the podcast, I often do the objections in this voice. He's not exactly the same voice I do, but. You know, it's good to kind of have fun with this and uh, and move into voices where it's like, gee, Taylor, I just don't know. what's have this going on. So he kind of has this sort of, he, he he does the guitar thing and the goofy kind of maybe Southern American, I mean, not Southern Mar- uh South United States dialect. Or
1: they try to modernize it and it seems just like... Right, okay, we're going to talk about Jesus. And like both of those roots seem like, well, I don't know if there's anything for me. And I suppose it takes a certain amount of adulthood and it might be different for all of us.
0: It. So it, it, I think it's very interesting that someone who is not in the, you know, traditional Catholic, Latin Mass, Novus Ordo discussion is already attuned to a certain controversy, a a certain splitting in the camps of whether Christianity should be old and Christianity is old, 2000 years old, whether it should be old. And, you know, I kind of like, I know y'all are going to maybe take this the wrong way, but you know, I kind of like to think of Catholicism as creepy. I've always wanted to write a book like in the defense of creepy Catholicism. And by creepy, I don't mean like uncle Lester. I mean, sort of this when you go to the Church of the Holy Sepulcher in Jerusalem, and there's sort of these, you know, hallways and niches and incense burning over here and candles and Coptic Christians doing a little chant over here, and it's kind of, you're almost in a, it's very surreal. You sort of lose track of sort of space and time and the architecture. and It's just, it's if you've ever been to the Church of the Holy Sepulcher, or if you've been maybe below, underground, beneath the Vatican, underneath St. Peter's, and you've been in that setting where it's sort of darker and and candlelit, there's something cool about that ancient, dusty, creepy um, Catholicism. It's mysterious. It's transcendent. One of the thing, one of my biggest, there's two pet peeves I have. Again, y'all might not agree with me on this, but one is iridescent lights in Catholic churches. The Catholic church, when you go into a Catholic church for the Holy Sacrifice, the Mass, it should be dim. Like you should, if there's a candle in front of a statue, it sh, the statue should be like moving. That's what, how they design and icons. Sort of, the gold behind an icon is supposed to provide some movement, some reality, if the place is lit up like a Costco or a Walmart, it's very sterile. Doesn't it's not right. The other thing is microphones on the altar. Those are my two pet peeves. Is the iridescent LED? You know, let's put thirty lights coming down on the altar, fake artificial lights. No, no, no. You don't need that. You know, maybe you need one light and you need some candles right? And some light coming in some windows and some stained glass. Like that's the vibe. That's the Catholic vibe that we need. So there's that. And then there's sort of the modern, which is you got fog machines and you got spotlights and you got led screens and you've got the electric guitar and the drum set and the full modern thing. And my guess is Russell Brand here if he continues on this path and he continues to read Galatians and continues to study Christianity and wear the crucifix and all that, I think someone that's serious and artistic is going to trend towards the old, traditional, transcendent, yes, aesthetic, that aesthetic, but also the dogma and the morality. Not towards... The, hey, with the guitar that he does. That's my guess. That's my guess. The quote here from Galatians is interesting, too. He doesn't totally get it right.
1: A personal relationship with God. Yeah, I-
0: so the personal, he talks about the personal relationship with God here. And this is, if you're sharing Jesus Christ with someone, and they're into New Age, Eastern religions, Buddhism, Hinduism, that whole Eastern salad bar, there is no personal relationship with Jesus Christ, no personal relationship with God. You are seeking nirvana. You are seeking nothingness. You are trying to break away from all desires and your, your teleology, your goal, your finish line is not a, is not a personal engagement with God. It is sort of stepping off the cliff into nothingness. That is Eastern spirituality. I know Russell Brand is into Eastern spirituality. Um, he's got those beanbags. Look at those beanbags there, right? Right here behind. You got the beanbags set He's into the Eastern spirituality, but I think the Eastern spirituality leaves a void because God is personal. He's tripersonal. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. He created Adam and Eve, and he set up humanity, unlike the angels, where the man and the woman can come together in a mysterious fashion and then procreate, not create, procreate another human. That's a mystery. That's very profound. So interpersonal connection, and then even the baby feeds for its first year or three from the body of the mother, nursing. So there's always these in nature and in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is this inner person, personal connection. So Eastern mysticism, I'm not talking about Eastern Orthodox or Eastern Catholic, I'm talking about Eastern religions like Buddhism, Hinduism, they completely lack this interpersonal fulfillment. And I, I don't know how old Russell Brand is. I'm going to guess he's late 40s, 50s. You explore those religions, those Eastern religions for enough, and, and the void is there and the void grows. So that's why he says that he wants more of a relationship, relationship with, God. with
1: God. It occurred to me that if instead of always talking to myself inwardly, I could replace one of those voices... With an indwelling
0: God. So that's interesting. He said indwelling voices. Hopefully there's not a lot of voices and that'd be a bad sign. You got to get an exorcist involved on that. But yeah, again, meditation for the atheist and for the Eastern religions is solipsism. It's solitary. Christianity, Catholicism is inner communion with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And and Protestants claim to have that, but then Catholicism then extrapolates that to now you have all of these angels and saints who are participating in Jesus Christ, the true God, true man, mediator. And so now there's not just communion with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, there's the communion of saints. So I by grace, am connected to the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Joseph, St. John the Baptist, Peter, Paul, Mary Magdalene, St. Teresa de Lisieux, all these saints. We are really connected. More than bricks are connected by mortar, we are truly connected. So the beautiful thing, I mean, it's just so gorgeous. The beautiful thing about Catholicism is this interpersonal connection. There is Islam does not have it. Judaism doesn't really have it. And I'm talking about Talmudic, rabbinical Judaism. doesn't have it. The best they get is Kabbalah, which is a nightmare when you look into it. Let's listen to a little bit more here, and then I want to share something from his life.
1: In Galatians, it is our job to die so that as Christ died on the cross, he might be reborn in us. I'm very interested to hear what you think of
0: God. So, yeah, there it is. Christ indwelling in us. As far as I understand, Islam doesn't have Allah in us. Talmudic Ju- Judaism doesn't have God in us, except if you go into some Kabbalah mysticism, panentheism, pantheism. Eastern religions don't have it. So just by the very nature of reality in our interpersonal relationships, and our connections, even in the mystery of the foundation, the constitution of humanity with Adam and Eve, and yes, I believe Adam and Eve are real people because I'm a Christian. I believe in the Bible. That interpersonal that goes all the way back to Genesis, both in the creation and in the creation of the universe and the creation of man has this interconnected personhood. And all of us strive for that on the natural level and by God eliciting in us, strive for it in the supernatural level. Now, I imagine some of y'all watching, I come on, Taylor Marshall, you're talking about Russell Brand. Like, what is this? What are you, what are you doing? And I went and looked into Russell's background because I wanted to see if he had any Catholic background, especially um, when he does the Ano, when he does his little Latin chant. The fact that he actually gets a real Catholic tone is impressive. Here it is. So there it is. So I looked into the background. I was like, is this guy Catholic? And I read about his early childhood on Wikipedia. And it's, it's sad. I want to read it to you and I want to share it with you. And then I want to talk about sharing Jesus Christ, sharing the gospel with people. All right, here it is. Russell Edward Brand was born in Orsett Hospital in Grays, Essex, England. He is the only child of Barbara and the photographer Ronald Henry Brand. Brand's parents separated when he was six months old and he was raised by his mother. So he is a product of divorce. At six months old, you have no memory of your two parents. So... Russell Brand has no human memory of his parents being together. In other words, his, his initiation into this life is not in the proper God ordained context of the nuclear family. And it says he was raised by his mother. So he is a young man raised without the presence of a father and it doesn't take someone who's religious. It doesn't take the Bible. All it does—all you need is to look at sociological, anthropological studies that show that young men without being raised, without fathers, have higher rates of suicide, higher rates of drug abuse, higher rates of crime, higher rates of violence, lower test grades. It's, it's bad. It really is bad. Why is that the case? Because God is father. And so when that is removed from society, when it is denigrated or destroyed, you get not logos, which is order, you get chaos. Chaos is the opposite. When Bran was eight, his mother was diagnosed with uterine cancer and breast cancer one year later. While she underwent treatment, Bran lived with his relatives. When he was 14, he developed bulimia nervosa. So he was bulimic at age 14. When he was 16, he left home because of disagreements with his mother's partner. So he's getting in fights now with some stepdad figure. Disaster. Russell Brand then started to use illegal drugs such as cannabis, amphetamines, LSD, and ecstasy. Brand says he had a strange relationship with his father, whom he saw sporadically and who took him to visit prostitutes. During a trip to Thailand when Bran was a teenager. So not only is he not raised with the father figure and he's having fights with his stepdad, the interaction he has with his true biological dad is his dad is taking him to visit prostitutes. He made his theatrical debut at age 15 in a school production, Bugs Me, Bugs Me Alone, and then began his work as a film extra. And then he goes on with his career, stand-up, acting, et cetera. Now, why do I read that? I read that because we need to realize that as we move into 2024 and into the future, people are raised in broken situations. And it's very easy for us as Christians to say Look at that person and look at all the evil they're doing or look at these people in Hollywood, all the evil they're doing. Now they're not, that doesn't remove any guilt, but it does show that if you were raised, you have no memory of your parents being married. Your mother's struggling with uterine and breast cancers. There's some stepdad guy you don't like. Uh, you plunge into the world of amphetamines, LSD, ecstasy as a teenager and then your interaction with your real biological dad is, hey, let's go to a whorehouse and hire some prostitutes. That is, that is not an easy way to begin life. And one of the things that I learned from Father Ripperger on an act of humility, we need to be very humble. Um, Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. The It's easy to go to heaven, right? The burden is light. The hard part is that we are prideful and we don't have humility. And one of the ways that you can gain humility—this is a great mental exercise—is you might look around, say, looking pretty good right now. I mean, I'm going to mass twice a week. I go to confession every two weeks. I haven't committed a mortal sin in two years, and I fast on Fridays. And I pray my rosary every day and I look around and I'm like, dang, these people suck. These people are sinners. I am set. Like I'm in the, I'm in the top 1% spiritually. <clears throat> That's a temptation because usually we judge ourselves based on other people. That person is prettier than I am if you're a girl or that guy is richer than me or he's more famous than me, or he, whatever it is, we compare ourselves so we either feel better or we feel worse. Father Ripper, and he gets this from the saints, is you have to compare yourself, not to other people, but from your starting place. And you have to say, that person is maybe just coming back to the Catholic faith after 20 years of being away, whatever. But if they had the advantages that I had, they would be so much further along than I am right now. So like, for example, I, my parents did divorce later when I was a teenager, but I did grow up in a nuclear, loving, good, fun, wholesome home. So I have that to my advantage. I was introduced to Christianity as a young man. I met good, holy people. I was given good advice. I had good teachers and Bible teachers, and I met good priests and you know, my parents were very serious. My grandparents never do drugs i've in my life, I've never smoked one joint. I've never used marijuana, oral smoke, pills, anything. My family drilled into me don't use drugs, so there's all these things that I have that have set me up. For success, but I have to think to myself, well, if that person over there, who, I don't know, used to be a prostitute or whatever, or his dad, instead of teaching him, don't do drugs and be chased, was telling him, Let's smoke a joint and go visit a prostitute, you know, maybe Russell Brand, if he were given the gifts and the circumstances that I have. He might be light years ahead of where I am now because I have been slothful and not used the gifts that God has given me. And I think that's a very, very good exercise for all of us, especially when we start to feel judgment of other people. And in particular, other Catholics. C.S. Lewis has often talked about how the demons really get after us. You're in the pew and you look around, and you're like, oh, he's here he's here. And then the levels of gossip in the local parish, it's all sort of jockeying to be who's the most holy, who's the most traditional, et cetera. And instead of comparing yourself left and right, compare yourself inside and say, you know, there's people who if they were given what I have been given in my life, they would be ahead of me. And so I need to worry about When I die and I face Jesus Christ eye to eye and I look into his eternal eyes, it's going to be, you could have been here. Remember when you were 45 and I gave you these graces and you squandered them? You could have accomplished this. You could have come closer to me here, but you didn't. And that's what you'll be judged on. Jesus Christ isn't going to say, man, you, when it comes to your neighbor, Henry, man, you are so much better than that guy. What a loser. Way to go, Taylor. You were better than him. He sucks and you're awesome. That is not going to be judgment whatsoever. All right, I'm going to do some comments and some questions. We can talk about Russell Brand if you want, or we can talk about anything for the next couple minutes. Welcome to the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you click that bell. We're coming up on 800 subscribers. So thanks to everybody who has subscribed. And also make sure you like that video as well. There's the little like button. You know, we got 1,100 people here. Only 347 likes, man. You guys got to get that like. I know you forget, but today you got to hit that like. Get on it. All right, so let's do some comments. Let's do some questions. See what you guys are thinking about Russell. Here's Monica. She says, Russell is very intelligent and loquacious. It's beautiful to see, to listen to him talking. So I'm interested, Monica, is it just his accent? Is it just his chiseled look? Or is it what he says? And then I'm also curious. I mean, I followed his arc. I followed his arc, but what is it that has made him so popular in the last couple of years? What what is that secret sauce? Uh someone says Russell Brand is a Freemason. Maybe so. That's another thing. I talk about Freemasons. While you're alive, you still have hope to be redeemed. There's a great Latin phrase you should learn called spiro, spero, spiro, spero. I breathe. I hope. They're the same. In Latin, it's just one vowel difference. I breathe. I hope. So the idea is while you're breathing, and I can finally breathe because I'm over my illness. Thanks for your prayers. As long as you're not dead, there's hope. You could be a Kabbalah, Talmudic, Freemasonic, modernist, Nouvelle Theologie, everything, male prostitute. And as long as you are breathing, you're not dead yet, there's hope for you. See, that's the problem with Balthazar and, and Nouvelle Theologie. And Bishop Barron, they believe, dear, we hope that all men be saved. But as soon as you die, your destiny is decided by Jesus. There is no, well, he'll make it out eventually. If you're damned, you're damned. Well, yeah, but Taylor, I mean, the Catholic Church has never declared anyone as damned. It's true, the Catholic Church has never declared anyone as damned, but our Lord Jesus Christ has said that Judas went to hell. Facts. The book of the Apocalypse. I highly encourage you to get a copy of my book, Antichrist and Apocalypse. The book of the Apocalypse describes people going to hell. It also describes the Antichrist going to hell, and it describes the false prophet going to hell and Satan going to hell. There are people in hell. There will be people in hell. It's in the Bible. Well, yeah, but Taylor, we can always hope. We can hope. You can't hope for a counterfactual. This is philosophy, right? Let me get into PhD philosophy professor here. You cannot hope for a counterfactual. What do I mean by that? I cannot say Let's say we're hanging out talking about sports. And I say, man, I really hope the Cowboys win the 2019 Super Bowl. Yeah. Awesome. You're like, what? Yeah, I hope the Cowboys win the 2019 Super Bowl. And they're like, dude, it's 2024 right now. That was five years ago. What are you talking about? Well, I'm hoping for it. A guy can hope, right? No, you can't hope for a counterfactual. That's called Crazy. All right, here's another one. I got a Colt 1911 fully loaded, ready to go, and I put it on my head, and I say, I hope when I pull the trigger, a bullet doesn't go through my skull. That's hoping a counterfactual. Right? Or you're talking about history, and then you say, I really hope that we win the Vietnam War and no and no Americans die. That's hoping for a counterfactual, and it's wrong. It's insane. So when you hear someone say, "Well, yeah, Hans von Balthasar," he says that we should hope that all men are saved because hope is a theological virtue. And so I'm not saying that that no, one, that no one went to hell. I'm just Hoping, you can't hope for a counterfactual. If you agree with me, hit the like button, right? Or saying, I really hope that Satan doesn't tempt Eve in the garden. It, it happened. You, you can't hope for it. You you can't hope that Judas made it to heaven. When you already know he went to hell, it's just like saying, "I hope the Dallas Cowboys win the 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 2019 Super Bowl." It's dumb. You cannot hope a counterfactual. I love talking about that. All right, we got a couple super chats here. Let me hit those up. Uh, Tree Annie says, "I think he has a take on Jordan Peterson, which people seem to love." What is that take? I don't know what that take is. What's the take? He has. And then we got here, Susie Glaze. Uh, I am from the UK and Russell Brennan's has always been a lost soul. I'm glad he's found Jesus. I never enjoyed his comedy. I've never seen this comedy show. By the way, uh, Kevin James, who's a Catholic a friend of mine, he has a new comedy special and uh, it's pretty funny. I think it's on Prime. Uh, if you want clean, if you want to have some laughs and you don't want any cussing or sexually explicit stuff, check out Kevin James' new comedy special. He's, and he has some Catholic stuff in there. Listen for it. Um, I don't know. If, <clears throat> I don't know if Susie has known Russell Brand personally. But yeah, he does seem, I, he was, also I realized he was married to Katy Perry. What in the world? I guess they got divorced, whatever. But, yeah, Russell Brand was married to Katy Perry when she was young. And then uh, Susie says, I'm glad he found Jesus. I'm not sure he's found Jesus. I'm not, you know, we got to pray that he becomes Catholic. Russell, if you're watching this, let's talk, man. Any questions you have, friendship, let's talk about it. See Mark Hopkins, Dr. Marshall, you'll be coming to the Virginia March for Life rally next month. I'd love to. People always say, you got to come out to the Hawaii March for Life. You got to come to the, and I'm like, I would love to, but it's time and it is money. So it's, uh, but I I pray for you guys and I applaud you and I root for you. And uh, I'm on your team and I love everybody doing the pro-life work all across America. It's awesome. Keep up the good work. I think, I hope I'm going to go back in the comments here, but one of the reasons I'm doing this show is to reveal a man who had a broken childhood, a broken youth, a broken life, who has in a way thrown himself into spirituality, Eastern religions, yoga, meditation, all that. And yet at this point in his life, I'm going to see how old he is. How old is Russell? Russell is, he's 48. All right. So he's hes just a little bit older than me. Um, he's lived this life, and it's interesting to see him at this stage saying, you know what? I want the voice of Jesus in in my mind. I want to have a personal relationship with God. That's a very... Christian thing. You know, I'd never met a Muslim who says, Do you want to have a personal relationship with Allah? You know, the Talmud doesn't teach that. Kabbalah doesn't teach that. Joey says he was pretty wild back in the day. Yeah, sounds like it. So let's pray that Russell becomes a Catholic. You know, there's a lot of people, including Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson's wife. Uh, she's a lovely lady. She's She's gone through a lot of pain, a lot of struggle, and found the rosary, and is coming into the Catholic Church, and I was really honored. She um, she actually tweeted me. By the way, follow me on Twitter, T- uh, Taylor R. Marshall. Uh, she, she tweeted me. Uh, I did a show on her conversion, and she retweeted the show and said, thank you, Taylor. So that was cool. Mrs. Peterson, thank you. Thank you. So there are people who are coming around because you know what? We live in a degenerate world and there's not much left, not much left on the bone anymore. You know, you got the, you got the meat bone and secularism, sexual perversity, degeneracy, feminism, communism, every ism. It's just been taking all the meat off the bone. It's just a dry bone. Now people are like, where do we go now? It's like the valley of dry bones in the Old Testament, right? Only God can do that. <clears throat> C. Mark Hopkins, do you have some tw- yet 2024 calendar for sale? Yes, I do. You can get your traditional Catholic calendar at store.taylormarshall.com. It's the traditional Catholic calendar that works with both the Father LaSante missile and the 1962 missile. It's got both calendars combined into one. You got the 1945 and the 1962. It's awesome. I use it every day. And this is the calendar that I've always wanted. And it's available only at TaylorMarshall.com. So go to store dot and order it. You can also click the link in the show notes below. Thanks for asking. It's been a hot seller. People really like that calendar. I'm glad it's a, and it's a good, good resource, resource. Very proud of it here's another one um this is sonia she says i pray kat von d and other celebrities who recently found jesus will convert to the catholicism yeah i don't know much about kat van d i know she's a tattoo person she got tattoos a tattoo artist and that she became she was baptized and became an evangelical christian and uh, i saw a couple like reels of her and she was kind of complaining i'm gonna cough real quick let me mute. Let me see if I can mute. Here we go. I'm going to mute. Got to click. Sorry about that. She was uh, kind of complaining that the evangelical world has not really received her and she's not really into the mega church aesthetic. And I'm like, girl, become Catholic. You got to become Catholic. Go trad. Go traddy. Because we're going to be seeing. More and more people who have taken a walk on the wild side. I'm talking about like, is that Lou Reed? Yeah. People who have taken a walk on the wild side. You're going to see people who have had transgender surgeries. You're going to be people who are prostitutes, drug addicts. You're going to be seeing OnlyFans. You're going to see people who have stared death and the devil in the eye sockets. And they're going to convert. And they're going to come in. And they need to be welcomed, catechized, have friends, and learn the truth. And I think those people, like Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf also, from what I understand, kind of lived a wild life and kind of hit a moment where he's like, I'm a famous movie star, I got lots of money, but what's the meaning? Like, I'm still kind of miserable. What's the meaning of all this? And come into the Catholic Church. And Shia LaBeouf, I don't know if he's exclusively traditional Latin Mass, but he talks about how much he likes Latin Mass. Which is awesome. Blessed be God. I think the famous quote is, "When I go to the traditional Latin Mass, I don't feel like I, someone like a used car salesman is trying to sell me a car. It just is what it is. James Smith says, "So many saints were very bad sinners before. That's what's really amazing about Catholicism is in our Hall of Fame, aka the communion of Saints. <clears throat> still not over this cough in our communion of saints, Hall of Fame, we got some people who were real wild in there, but then became real holy, real humble, their hearts full of love, love for the poor It's a beautiful thing that's that's beautiful to be Catholic you know I used to be a Protestant I'm a Catholic now one of the cool things about being Catholic, is the catalog of saints. By the way, none of us believe the saints replace Jesus or equal to Jesus, No, nothing like that. Not even the Blessed Virgin Mary, who's sinless, is equal to Jesus. That's not what we believe. She's the highest of all the saints. In fact, all the saints and all the merits and graces of all the saints and angels combined wouldn't be equal to what the Virgin Mary is because she's so holy. But the saints they don't replace Jesus, but they magnify Jesus and they're a team. It's the fellowship, like fellowship of the ring. And you got different players in it. You got your Samwise, Gamgee, you got your, your Mary, your Pippin, you got your Frodo, Bilbo, Gandalf, uh, Boromir. Some people make mistakes. Everybody makes the mistakes, right? But you know, And even Frodo, at the end, he didn't even throw the ring in. He started going, all my precious, you know, and go and bit the finger. That's to be said, everybody has a role. And in Catholicism, there is this kind of this concept of fellowship of the ring. Like, I am more connected to the saints in heaven than I am connected to people here on earth by the bond of grace and the Holy Spirit. That's cool. Why don't, we, why don't we Catholics talk about this? So much of Catholicism, especially when you're talking to Protestants, you can use this line. Well, you don't believe in the communion of the saints. You don't believe they can hear you, know you. Or they, you they're like totally like on the other side of the Grand Canyon from us. Can't even have no idea. But wouldn't you want it to be true? Isn't it kind of cool? Isn't it kind of cool that there's a 4G or a 5G network that connects everything here to heaven and all that? Wouldn't you want it to be true? Same thing with the Eucharist. Well, yeah, it's just like a symbol. Like you eat the cracker and drink the grape juice and you just like remember Jesus and that's it. Now, what if it really were Jesus? Body, blood, soul, and divinity. Well, it's just a symbol. Yeah, but wouldn't you want that to be true? Wouldn't. Wouldn't you want it to be the case that God is, God is so generous that he would leave behind a way for you to have real, true, not just symbolic, but true, real communion with Jesus. Or that you could go into your church, and when you went into church, there's this thing called a tabernacle. And inside the tabernacle was the Eucharist, and the Eucharist is Jesus. So when you go into your church, the real presence of Jesus is there. Wouldn't you want that to be true? And in reality, what you're saying is, is God did not give that. So in reality, Catholicism has a much more generous view of God. There you go. A.C. says, don't be fooled by Russell. Maybe he's tricking us. Maybe he is. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. Tara Lila Rose says, you need honey with onion to get over the chronic cough. So my wife has the jar of honey with the garlic cloves in it. It's rough. That's a rough medicine. But yeah, okay, Tara Lila, when I get home today, I'm going to take some of the garlic honey. It's raw. You all ever had that? Like it's a jar of honey just jammed full of garlic cloves. It'll put some hair on your chest. It'll clear up a cough, I'm sure. Looking at your, everybody's talking about my cough. Don't talk about my cough. I'll be fine, God willing. But thank you for your prayers. Thanks for everybody praying on the cough. All right. C. Mark Hopkins is back. I keep telling Catholics to get off the defensive and go on the offensive. Amen, brother. Amen, C. Mark Hopkins. Yeah, that's like, wouldn't you want it to be true? Like when Jesus, when he had our Christ, our Lord had the last supper, And he said, Take, eat, hoc est enum corpus meum. This is indeed my body. Don't you wish he were telling the truth, Protestants? Dear Protestants, don't you wish that were literal? Well, it is. It is. Come home to the one true church, and you will receive the one true body of Christ. If you agree with that, go ahead and hit that like button and mash it. Thanks for the super chat, Randall. Frank Wrangle. Sorry. Frank Wrangle misread it. Thank you for that super chat. Appreciate you. By the way, I got to take a moment and just thank everybody who is a sponsor and a Patreon. Nope, oh, that's the wrong button. Thank you to everyone who is a Patreon. If you want to support this podcast, you get something out of it, you're encouraged. You learn something. You're inspired. You can support my work at patreon.com forward slash drtaylormarshall. There are different levels of support on Patreon, and I'll give you, you know, I'll send you a signed copy of Rosary in 50 pages, maybe Thomas Aquinas in 50 pages, Antichrist and Apocalypse, Infiltration. I'll send you a rosary. <clears throat> there are different levels on there, depending on how much you want to support, but go to patreon.com and consider supporting my work. I really appreciate it. I'll send you some thank you items in the mail to show my appreciation. So, And again, to all of you right now watching, and I'm sure there's hundreds of you right now watching that are Patreon patrons, thank you. On behalf of myself, Joy, the children, everyone on our team, thank you for your support. We love you, and we pray for you. Melanie, didn't you know that was just a metaphor, Dr. Marshall? First of all, Jesus never said it was a metaphor. He just said it. So if you're going to be a gambler, okay, so Jesus says something. This is my body. It can either be his body or not his body. If you have to make a bet, which one are you going to go with? I'm going with, he told the truth, like literally told the truth. I'm going to go with that. I'd rather play it safe and do that. If I said to you, back over here in that, behind those doors, if you open those doors, a grenade is going to go off and kill you. Right. And you had to make a bet on that. Either Taylor's telling me the truth and I open it and I blow up or it's some kind of metaphor that he's making like in the closet is something explosive. Maybe there's something to eat that in my taste buds, it would be explosive. Or maybe he's saying there's clothes behind the door and if I wear the clothes, I'll look like the bomb because he said there's the bomb behind the door. So maybe it's a metaphor for food or clothes, something behind the door. And I'm going to go with that and then go open the door. And then there's a grenade, a bomb and you blow up and you're dead. I mean, always go with the most literal take is my, is the Catholic way. Right? Because if Jesus was telling the truth, this is indeed my body. And you spent your whole life neglecting that. Not good. That's not good. You know? All right. Going back into your comments. Do you still have the free rosary book? Yes, as a PDF. I believe if you go to TaylorMarshall.com, let me just, I'll just go go to it right now with you. We're doing a big um, rehaul on taylormarshall.com right now this isn't it yet i don't know it's not working right now but if you go to i think if you go to taylormarshall.com you will uh why is it coming up man of all days yeah there it is you go to taylormarshall.com oh it's not there anymore my bad we'll have to fix that no i guess not the the free rosary and 50 pages book is not available Apologies. Maybe we'll recycle that back in. there's super chats here. <clears throat> Would you recommend joining the Knights of Columbus? Is there a better alternative? Knights of Columbus have some, I mean, there's amazing men in Knights of Columbus, but Knights of Columbus in 2024 are not the Knights of Columbus of yesteryear. Unfortunately, It's not a bad institution. I'm not saying don't join it. Hear me out on that. Um, But, you know, I just think what's been going on in Vatican, what's been going on in Rome, when you look at in America, the comfortableness of key leadership with, I don't know, I don't want to get into it. There's great men in it. It's still a good institution. Uh, I wish they could really get back to some really strong, vocal, um, Catholic, evangelical voicing. And I think they probably could. I think they probably could. So uh, I guess I would, re- yeah, I guess, I guess recommend. I don't know. I don't, I'm not involved in it anymore. AML Alk says God is limitless in mercy why don't we just take advantage of it? in my humble opinion souls with mortal sin suffer more pain in God's presence than in hell divine justice and mercy you know what's sad about mortal sin it hurts you might think oh if i watch go watch porn and have an orgasm it's going to feel good and all that but <clears throat> it carves out the soul you might think i'm going to go party and you know, have seven cocktails and get wasted and then do ecstasy and dance with strangers. It'll be so much fun, but talk to people in that lifestyle. Not great. Not good. Not wholesome. You know, I've never met, I'm 45 years old, I've never met anyone in my entire life who did drugs and their life was better. Where I was like, man, that looks cool. I wish I could have what they have. Never, not once. I've never met one person who said drugs make my life better or I watched them and I was like, they're involved with drugs and they're a better person. I've seen people do drugs and become depressed. Seen people do drugs and get angry. I've seen people do drugs and lose their wives and their kids and their jobs. I've seen people have catastrophic loss with the introduction of love, of drugs in their life, and I've never seen anyone have even a one percent net benefit in their life from drugs. Same thing with sexual sin never seen like a successful man who gets involved with a bunch of women having relations with a bunch of women and his life got better. Now I have seen men marry good Catholic women and their life gets better by like a 10 X 20 X 30 fold. It's great. But men, successful men who are doing pretty good and they get involved with a bunch of women promiscuity and all that, their life never gets better. Sin has a cost. Yes, eternal hell, everlasting flame, yes. But in this life, it's a mercy of God that while there may be the initial dopamine hit of pleasure, whether it's alcohol, drugs, orgasm, pride, whatever that is, Even in the short term, there is the disappointment and the inevitable destruction. Look at all the rock stars. I'm not saying that they're all saints or even Catholic who just talked about how the life of partying and the drugs, while they may snicker and laugh about it, now many of them won't even touch a beer or a cigarette because they know the dangers of addiction. So many good comments and questions. What in the world? This is Carlos. A thousand? Is this Mexican pesos? Man, thank you, Carlos. I don't know. That's a big, generous super chat. I don't know what it's worth in MX, but Carlos Gomez says, Oh, I'm Mr. Taylor from Guadalajara. I heard about traditional Latin mass in 2020 and assisted to one in 2023. One year ago my wife and I celebrate 30 anniversary civil marriage last April and in July we finally got married Catholic married in the traditional Latin mass FSSP blessed be God and blessed be his holy name 30 years in a civil marriage which I think Carlos would admit was not a sacramental valid sacramental marriage now has the graces of matrimony flowing through his marriage. Beautiful, Carlos. God bless you and your wife during your your honeymoon here, your honeymoon stage right now. New graces. Daniel K., he, he brings in the conversion 58 pesos thereabout. Is that right? I don't know. Thank you, Daniel, for the conversion rate. 58 U.S. dollars. That's what it is, Stan. We got people running conversions here. That's what I love about Taylor Marshall. Audience, smart people. Awesome. Antonio Silveria. Why were the church bells removed from many parishes in the U.S.? That was a way for people to acknowledge the faith in a public way, Angela's Prayer, and also to drop... also and also drop of grace theory. Yeah, I mean, church bells were the timekeepers of Christendom. I think there's two reasons for that in America at least. One is the wristwatch, and people no longer need, oh, there's the bells. Mass starts in 15 minutes. But also, as society has become more secular. And as the church became more and more afraid to assert herself in the public square, it was seen as sensitive to stop ringing the bells because not everyone in our neighborhood is a Catholic, that kind of stuff. And so, whereas ringing the bells was actually a sign of Catholic triumph, taking up space in the public, now they don't ring them. I will say at my Latin Mass, they ring them before Mass, the beginning of Mass, at the consecration, noon, Angelus, that the bells are ringing. And also, it is Catholic teaching that bells and the sound of bells expel demons. So if you believe in that, I do. It's another reason to bring back bells. Ring the bells. All right, one more comment and question here. Yeah, Beth says, Father Ripperger says, church bells drive away the demons. And I believe in the blessing of bells. It also has that exorcism prayer attached to it. Also, as uh, Linda says, I love hearing the church bells. There is something so nice, so soothing. I think the bells bring grace. You know, I said before, I heard Bishop Follet say this once, when you make the sign of the cross in public, Everyone in public, if you're at a restaurant, everyone in the restaurant that sees you do that, your waiter, people next to you, everybody who sees you make the sign of the cross in public, a drop of grace is placed upon them. A little grace. A little drop. That whole family over there saw their your family make the sign of the cross, drops of grace. The bells are the same idea. Right? You, you're dispensing. Little bits of grace where when people hear the church bell, they say, there's a church here. Churches mean Jesus. Now They can reject that or they can say, hmm, I'll go walk in and light a candle. I'll go in and say a prayer for my aunt. She has cancer and she needs help right now. Please pray for my friend, Lisa, who's fighting cancer and pray for Bobby, who's fighting cancer. Two women that need our prayers. So when you see the sign of the cross, or you see a cross, or you see a roadway shrine, we got to bring back the roadway shrines, or you see someone devoutly make the sign of the cross. There's a baseball player up at bat. He steps out of the box, makes the sign of the cross, drops a grace on 40,000 people. Love it. Love it. All right, before I sign off, I want to remind you if you need to move, this is an election year. If you need to move to a good place, go to realestateforlife.org. These are people who have the same values that we have pro life people. They can help you sell your house anywhere in the world, not just America, and buy a house anywhere in the world, not just America, Canada, Mexico, anywhere. So visit realestateforlife.org and tell them click on the Taylor Marshall Show. They'll get you started. That'll let them know that you came from this show, Dr. Taylor Marshall's show. Also, if you want to study Catholic theology with moi, with me, I offer 10 online courses. We have courses on the Latin Mass, philosophy, Thomas Aquinas, the Blessed Virgin Mary, Old Testament, New Testament, apologetics. I have a course on how to teach Mormon's Catholicism, how to teach Jehovah's Witnesses, Muslims, Jews, Protestants, liberal Catholics, I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of courses, and they're all catered to you and what you want. And it's a whole system of education, e-learning that we've created at nsti.com, which stands for New St. Thomas Institute. It's St. Thomas Aquinas for a new context, right? Our modern life how to take traditional learning, traditional Catholicism, and apply it to our times. That is what NSTI is, New St. Thomas Institute. So if you want to sign up, take courses with me. We are doing winter enrollment right now. We've had a great success, all kinds of new students who are getting involved. Um, We have a new course on apocalyptic studies. We have a course on the traditional Latin mass and the Roman Rite. And winter enrollment right now includes all 10 courses, you're getting everything. So it's a great opportunity, a great offer. So visit nsti.com, New St. Thomas Institute, and sign up and be a student. And I will be your teacher. I will be your professor. And as I mentioned before, thanks to everybody who supports this podcast. And I encourage you to go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor if you want to help me make more content, more videos. More books, more articles, everything. Go to patreon.com forward slash drtmarshall. And I thank all of you who already support. Thank you very much. Let's close up with a prayer. We'll pray the Hail Mary together. O Remus, nomini Patris et Fidi, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in molieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pranobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. Nomini Patris et Fidi, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Please follow me over on Instagram, putting out lots of great reels. Dan is editing those. He's doing a superb job. So go to Instagram, and this needs to be a little bit bigger. You can follow some of the shorter content that we're producing and that Dan's making over there. It's really great. Also follow me on Twitter, Taylor R. Marshall, Facebook, all those places. And until next time, remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is for the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed.